Welcome to Design Your Destiny, your podcast for tapping into the power of your subconscious mind. In this next few minutes, allow me to show you how to tap into that power so that you can create success with ease, form deeper connections, and have greater presence in your relationships, and most importantly, find peace within yourself. My name is Penny Chason, and I'm your host. Hey, hey, joyful souls. It is Penny, and I am back with another interview. Um, I'm happy to introduce you today. I'm laughing. Um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get into that in a moment. Let's just do the introduction. This is Ella May. I love Ella May. I've known her, gosh, it's been just over two years now. Ella May is an expert in helping people bring their offers uh, basically into the world from ideation to launch. She helps them scale what's working. She helps them fix the holes in their process. And she is also a world-traveled young lady. And before I hand it over to her, I just have to say we're just sitting here laughing because we started (laughs) this recording last week. We were having the internet lag gremlins. And at one point, we're like in the middle of this deep concept and like this conversation is like going so well. And then all of a sudden, Boom, the internet went out and it's like, what the heck? And we got back on and we're like, uh, where were we? I don't know. Where were we? Shit. I've only got 14 minutes left. Can we just reschedule? So we were just kind of getting together. It's like, what were we talking about? What do we want to talk about? And we're like, you know what? Let's just freaking push record and let's see what comes out. So welcome LMA. Share, Share a little bit more about who you are and what you do. So people can kind of understand like why we're having this moment here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're both in a really good mood today uh, for sure. So really my career has evolved a lot and you've been, you've been present for damn near the whole thing. And really you've been a huge part of it, especially in the evolution of really what I do now. So my baseline skill set is in copy. Uh, Before I became an entrepreneur, I worked for a very successful copywriter for two years. I was his EA And like when I started that job, like I didn't know what Zoom was. I should not have gotten that job, but I did. And I learned quickly. And he was the, he's an incredible person still to this day, top three best professional relationships in my life. He really taught me copy and taught me the baseline of online marketing and how the whole thing works. Right. So when I first kicked off on my own, I was doing copy and, you know, I was good at it. I had great clients. I was doing lots of sales pages and email sequences and et cetera, et cetera. And off I went. And it was about like, I don't know, three months in that I started to get really curious about social. And I was like, what's this? You know, I was looking at influencer marketing. Mind you, this was like two and a half years ago, right? So I'm looking at influencer marketing. And I'm like, man, this is really cool, the ROI on this stuff. And I started building up my own social media following. And all of a sudden, everybody started coming to me for social media. Like everybody came to me for Instagram. And it very organically made its way to the forefront of my business. So then I started working with people, helping them grow their Instagram followings and really monetize the channel as well as other aspects of their social media. But primarily my focus was on Instagram. And then, and then I, you know, and I realized I I didn't really want to work with people who just wanted to be popular because that, that really wasn't my jam. So then I started working with people who, you know, had been very successful already bringing something good to the world, but they just hadn't really brought social into their dynamics. So I started working with a higher end clientele. And uh, honestly, like things were going really, really good with that. I had this group program called Instafame Academy and 
it was going really nicely. And all of my business coaches who just wanted to strangle me, they're like, Ella, what's your problem? Like, this is working so well. Why don't you scale it? Like, let's make this into a real business, let's, et cetera. And I really had this huge block. There was like some huge type of resistance around scaling it, like really actually building a business beyond just a few contractors, right? And it it was really, it was really interesting because, you know, it's one of those things like when you know you're smart, you know you're capable, you know you have the potential, but you're like, I don't know, something's just not right here. Like something, it just feels like I'm carrying the weight of the world as I try to grow this thing. And I, I just don't, it just, you know, just something didn't feel right. And I was really wrestling with it. And then I kind of realized as I was, you know, doing some soul searching and looking through stuff, I kind of realized I'm like, man, like 20% of what I do is social media. The rest is I help people with like their offer creation. We look at how the emails are working. We look at what, what we're, what landing page we're sending them to, like really the whole flow of the customer experience. And I started to, you know, really made me think about what I want and and not what society tells me to want, not what my parents wanted for me, like what I wanted, right? Like what, like what actually makes a good life for me. And it was a really big realization where I was like, yo, like I have no ambition to build the next Amazon. Like kudos to you if you do, that's just not me. I'm really, really happy with a smaller operation where I can do something every morning, go diving, go surfing, go for a run, whatever jump on calls with people I want to be on calls with, be a part of some cool projects and, and, you know, and just have a really good quality life. And it also got me clear on some other stuff. You know, I know that I want to have kids in the future and I know, and I never thought about like, funnily enough, I'd never thought about that before because I was always just so focused on my career. So that, that made a dramatic shift in my business where I realized I wanted to work with higher end people, have, you know, three, four clients at a time and be on retainer with them and really help them with the whole scope of what they had going on. So the whole scope of their offers, how the marketing team is running, helping them fill any positions that are lagging right now, like really that whole, the whole system and helping them a lot with the ideation too. And shit, dude, I can tell you, like, since I made this shift and I just started being like, Hey, I, you know, I, I kind of, I just want to do what I'm good at and what's easy for me. And the thing that gives me so much energy, it's like, I would be talking to friends on the phone about shit. I was just interested in, which is their offers and whatnot. And we'd be like going back and forth and they were like, Holy crap, how can I hire you? And I'm like, I don't know. At first I was like, I'm, this is really what I do. And they were like, shut up. This is totally what you do. Like, what's your retainer? Like, when can you come on? Can you come on Come on as the interim CMO? Or can you come on as et cetera, et cetera? And I was like, I guess. Like, I don't know. I'll give it a shot. And it was so, so natural. And I think I was telling you last week, like in the last six weeks, I've made more money on average than I did in three months, you know, in my sort of with what I was doing previously. And I don't feel like I've been on a single sales call. Like it's just, it's really just been talking to people about what I'm interested in. And it's, and now like, it's dude, it's so nice. Like my days now are like, I, you know, I get up, I never use an alarm. I wake up when I, I go to bed when I'm tired, I wake up when I'm not. And all, you know, I, when people need me, they need me. They just phone me. Sometimes we have scheduled calls, but I, I kind of like having that flexibility during my day. And my whole day is like, you know, I look at my phone every little bit and I'm like, oh, somebody else was calling. Like, What's up? And it happens to be one of my clients. And it's just so nice 
It's so nice. There's this one quote by Will Smith that I'll always remember. He said, you know, I don't think happiness is a pursuit of pleasure. I think it's peace. I think it's like just settled peace. And you know that you're where you're supposed to be and you're doing good in the world and you're, you're proud of yourself. And there's just that peaceful feeling. And that's, yeah. that, that really, really resonated for me. Cause I'm like, it's just peaceful. Like, it's just yeah. peaceful. Yeah. There, there is so much to unpack there, but <laughs> I think something that I really want to highlight here is that you can be damn successful doing what feels good and doing what you love without killing yourself. Oh my God. My like soul just took a sigh when you said that. And I think I mentioned this to you last week. Like I really got to a breaking and there was other stuff going on. Like when I was really in this sort of dark spot, this dark night of the soul, like I'd had a relationship and that it was the right thing to end, but I still cared about this person. Like it was hard and you know, and, and so I was kind of going through this dark night of the soul, but especially around my career. And there was this breaking point for me where I realized I'm like, if it's this hard, I don't want it. Like, if this is what I have to maintain to have this type of company, I don't want it because I'm building a life that I hate. Wow. I just wonder what the percentage of people is that do that. I probably wouldn't be shocked at what the percentage is, because I I just got off of another interview with someone where we were talking about cultural norms and the expectations. And I've worked with clients who immigrated to America from other countries and their parents Mm. had these expectations. If you're not a lawyer, if you're not a doctor, then you're a failure because that's what success was in their society uh, where their parents grew up. And you know, it, it just makes me feel good to hear you say that, you know, you can do something that you just love and you can just freaking do what you want to do when you want to do it and make decent money at it, have a quality of life and just have that peace. Did you always believe that was possible? Did I? Yeah. Fuck no. Like, are you like, look, oh my God, no. I mean, even if I would have told you I did, like when I was in the thick of it, my actions were indicating completely differently, right? And I think there is this underlying premise of of just programming from society in general, especially in North America, where there's this big hustle mentality. And um, and, it, and it, it's really interesting, actually, because, yeah, when, when I was going through this sort of dark night of the soul and really making this career shift, I started, there was one day I woke up and I had this thought. And this thought was, if I were to die, none of this would matter. And that's true, right? If I were to fall and break my neck or if I were, whatever, none of this would matter, right? Then the next day, the thought was, well, if I were to kill myself, none of this would matter. And there was no emotion behind this thought there was there was no angst it was a very logical just matter of fact thought right and it kept coming up you know next day next day next day and and i sort of stopped to think i'm like holy shit is this what it's like to be suicidal cuz I, I i didn't you know i don't know right so i was a uh, one thing i've done really well and i'm so incredibly grateful for is i built an incredible network of people around me of great entrepreneurs people like yourself etc right so while I was in the thick of this, I was texting one of my friends, my friend Cameron, and he's like, yo, are you okay? 
lately. Like you seem really, really off. And I'm like, I, I was like, I don't know if I'm okay. And he was like, Hey, just, you know, hang tight. And he called me five minutes later and he's like, what's going on? And I was like, I think, I think I might be suicidal. He was like, well, what's happening? I was like, and I told him, you know, I had this thought and then it evolved into this other one. And, and I, I don't know, is this what it's like to be suicidal? And he was like, yo, like, I don't, you, if you're you, like, please, 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 if you're hurting, get help. But just from listening to you, I don't think you're suicidal. I think you're right. I think none of this matters. A thousand years from now, English could look like hieroglyphics for all we know. None of this matters. So if none of this matters, then what are you doing here? You know, and I was like, well, good question. And he's like, yeah, like maybe you don't have to take work so seriously. Maybe, you know, you figure out how to have the life you want without killing yourself doing it. You do right by people. And, and it was such a relief because I was like, oh my God, it's right. Like none of this matters, you know, 500, a thousand years from now, none of this matters. So really what, like, what can I do to make today matter? And not in like the big way, like I'm going to, you know, but more just like, how can I make somebody's day better? Like, how can I make my presence in this world a good thing? And when that happened, I started just, you know, and again, I have a great network. So every single entrepreneurial friend of mine I talked to where I said, hey, I really went through this thing. And, and it got to the point where I had, you know, some scary thoughts. Every single entrepreneurial my, friend of mine that I talked to was like, dude, I've been exactly there. But we don't talk about that, right? We don't see that on social media. We don't see the low points. We see the Lambos and we see the Jets and we see the blah, blah, blah right? It's yeah. like, it, it's so, so like, yeah, it's really, really prevalent. And it's something that is is not talked about a lot, but just how, how really intense this stress can be and how much pressure we can put on ourselves to try to have the type of success like we've seen. But we don't actually stop and think, hey, is that what I want? Is that like, would that actually make, like, what actually makes me happy? You know, what makes me the best version of the person I can be? What type of people do I want to be around? What type of environment? What type of work schedule? What type of, et cetera, et cetera. Like, what actually makes me happy? Where do I shine? And that's a hard question. That's a really hard question. And I, I think like for definitely working with you, as I've told you many times, there was a distinct, there's been a distinct before and after Penny in my life. Because we worked together, you know, a little while, probably 18, 18 months-ish ago. It was a little while ago, right? But yeah. that was the first real internal shift that happened where I started to just come into the vicinity of being able to tap into some of these answers. And I, I don't think I have them yet. I think life's a journey. Like, we're always tapping into them, right? But it just, yeah. it's like it gave me... It's like it took my like compass 2.0, my internal compass 2.0 and gave me a compass 3.4. You know, it was like, it was just a little bit better navigation all of a sudden. And then I could see the spots where I could see the spots where things were, things were working and I could tell where things weren't working. And I was just the type of person where like, I took myself to the edge of a cliff and had to fall off it before I, you know, I kind of really shook myself and was like, yo, (laughs) wake the fuck up. You know, it's so important because really the direction that I'm going to be going with my messaging is this entire bullshit facade that is curated on social media. Because when you're 
an entrepreneur, the, when you're a high achiever, one, the challenges are real. Two, a lot of us don't have people in our networks who are entrepreneurs. You're fortunate that you did totally. have that. Totally. Um, so there aren't people who can relate to us. They're like, oh my God, you're doing great. What's the matter with you? So you stuff it down. You don't deal with it. And, you know, for me, when you say that you had the thought, you know, that this wouldn't matter to me, that's more of a spiritual awakening, not like in terms of like woo-woo spirituality, but, you know, that, that ancient wisdom that like, we're meant to be here to matter. We're meant to be here to experience peace and joy. We're meant to expand others' lives in that way. And that is like a sort of a wake-up call because I've been on the opposite end of that where when the thought occurred to me, the thoughts actually spiraled in a very negative way to where my thoughts were going to, you know, what if I cross the median? If I hit that truck head on, you know, air airvac exactly. wouldn't hit me in time, get to me in time. I would lose my golden hour. When you start to think of those kinds of things, that's when you really cross from the awareness that what you're doing like isn't having impact and you're dealing with the grief and maybe even the frustration around that into that danger zone of like, you need help now. So it's it's one thing to think you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like if something happened to me right now, this would be for nothing. If I killed myself right now, nobody would notice because what I'm doing is not creating impact. But when you start thinking of the how, when you start having those thoughts, it's really time um, to get help. And if anyone's listening to this and you have questions as to whether or not, okay, is this a normal thought or do I need help for this thought? We're going to put the hotline for the National Suicide Prevention and Crisis Center below this episode, because this is something that's real. It's something that people experience. And Ella and I have both clearly come out the other side of this. It's so real. And and just, again, if anyone's listening who's dealing with this, I've, I've hired a therapist. Thank God everyone should get a therapist. Um, as I was going through this, and these thoughts are so, so normal. It's your nervous system trying to protect you when you're under extreme distress. So these are so, so normal. It's just not talked about. So yeah. like Penny, so like, first of all, this is so normal. It's just not talked about. And especially with people, like you said, who are entrepreneurs, high achievers. Like I, I talked to one of my really good friends when I was going through this, I talked to another good friend about this and he was just super supportive he FaceTimed me. He never FaceTimes me, right? We're, he, we normally call. He FaceTimed me like two weeks ago and I pick up the phone and we talk for an hour and he was dealing with a lot of stuff with his divorce. And he had, you know, this guy's brokering huge deals with Netflix, has everything you would, has every perception of outside success, right? He's a good looking guy, like you name it, right? Mm -hmm. And he texted me the next day and he's like, yo, I was like on my penthouse balcony looking down. Like I was just freaked out and I called you and I didn't know that when he called me, but I'm like, oh, thank God you called me. So like, it doesn't matter how good your life looks on the outside. Anybody can feel this way. So please, please reach out to somebody if you're feeling this way, because A, it's totally normal. It happens to a lot of people 
and it could lead to some good shit. There could be some really good shit on the other side of this. And that's, that's worth getting to. I promise that's worth getting to. It's worth going through this and cry. <laughs> I'll just yes. cry. Crying, crying is good. I think I cried for almost 18 hours straight oh, when, when, when I came to a head with this, because oh. what I didn't realize I had been pushing down a lot of grief yeah. and I was in a job that I hated because my values were misaligned. And so there was a lot of frustration and anger at myself. So I had a lot of emotional stuff to process. So that's probably where, you know, where the line separates, you know, from you and I, and what I did was once I got the help I needed, I went to a counselor, I went to my doctor. I'm like, look, I want to do hypnosis for this. I know exactly what's going to fix this. And I know exactly the person I'm going to. I'm going to the person who trained me <laughs> and let's do this. And she was skeptical. And mm. in less than three months, I was off all my antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds. She didn't wow. want me. She did not want to wean them. I'm like, look, sister, I got this. <laughs> I don't lay in bed in my mind going 90,000 miles a minute and, and, you know, angst and stuff. And she was just completely blown away. And that was when I reopened my hypnosis practice because I had a practice before, and then I shut it down to move. And when I had to go back into anesthesia full time from being half time with the hypnosis practice, it, it just sucked the life out of me. In short, that was what happened because I was in an environment where people don't care. And like you said, what I was doing did not matter. And what I do now matters. Matters. You know, it matters. It, it, it matters. And this is what gets me up every day. Like what we're doing right now, this isn't work. This exactly. Me just doing my damn thing, right? Have you spent thousands of hours and dollars working with coaches, doing the mindset work, taking advantage of every course, tool, tip, trick, or technique that you can get your hands on so that you can lead your most joyful, most fulfilling life, yet you still find yourself hesitating or holding back, then I would like for you to consider a call with our team over to pennychason.com and let's have a chat today and see if you would be a good fit for the subconscious work that gets these blocks out of your way so you can move forward in life. Okay, so we sidetracked there because I felt it was important to segue and put that in there. If people are going through this, you're not alone. So let's, I mean, Talk about coming through this other side. I mean, you have already, but what have been some of your biggest insights and, and just takeaways from the whole experience? Because it's a, been a wild two years since you and I first met. Oh my gosh. I mean, they're the biggest thing that, that I realized, and this is, you know, here's, I, I, I don't have kids yet. I imagine kids would be similar, but I've never been through anything that's challenged me like entrepreneurship, like every, like spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, all of it, right. Every worthiness issue I've had, every insecurity, every, all of it has come front and center and, and I've had to deal with it. Right. And, um, we're always told, you know, you should love yourself, love yourself first, all this stuff. Right. So I, I kind of started thinking about it and I was like, you know, I don't even know if I really know myself, like let alone love myself. Like, I don't even really know if I know myself. So I started getting to know myself 
And, and this was this kind of your question. This was a big transition sort of, especially coming out of the dark night of the soul. I kind of started getting to know myself and I realized how much stuff I was like, like I would never, and we hear this all the time, but it's, it's different when you actually catch yourself experiencing it. I realized I would never treat anybody like I treated myself, you know? So I kind of just know myself and I'm like, Whoa, like I'm kind of, I'm kind of hard on myself in these ways. So then I realized I was like, well, okay, you know, again, I don't really, I kind of went through the darkness. I don't really have the balls to actually do anything. I don't want to put my family through distress. So it was honestly, like I'm being a hundred percent honest. Like I, I don't really have the courage to actually take my own life. I don't want to put my family through that. So I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to be here, I might as well forgive myself. Cause like, what the fuck's the point of just living, you know, being mad at like, well, I wouldn't live with someone if I was mad at them all the time. Like I wouldn't live with a roommate like that. Why would I live with myself that way? Right. So I was like, all right, so I might as well just forgive myself. So I started to just do different forgiveness things and, and it wasn't anything really special. I didn't spend three days journaling on it. I was more just like when the thought would come up where it was like, oh yeah, like that's not done yet. Or I wish I would have handled this differently. Or like, I wish I looked better. like all the thoughts we have, right? Like, I wish I was smarter. I wish like, what the fuck ever. I just started cutting the cord between thought and emotion. I was like, all right, that's a thought. I'm not, you know, I can't fully control my thoughts. If you can, kudos, I can't. They come in and out sometimes, right? So I just started being like, well, that's a thought, but I don't have to feel anything around that. And that thought might not be true. So I started cutting the cord there and I just started to like kind of gently forgive myself. And as I started to forgive myself, then I started to like myself. Then I was like, oh man, I'm kind of dope in these ways. Like I kind (laughs) of kill it. I kind of kill it here and here. Like I'm pretty cool this way, you know, like, and I'm kind of awesome here. I started to just like myself. And once I started to like myself, then I understood how you could love yourself. Then I got it. I got it very like on a cellular level. I'm like, oh, like this is what it's like to really value yourself and to really not just feel, but be worthy of whatever the hell we think there is to be worthy of out there. I don't know where you get this stuff, but you know, to be like, to be you know, to have to have standards and to have respect for yourself and and all the things that I just didn't because it was just so obvious before that I don't know who I was trying to prove something to. Maybe it was to me. Maybe it's my parent. I don't know, but it was so obvious I was trying to fit myself into the mold of what I thought success looked like, you know, and and I was trying to just fit myself into that little portrayal of what I thought success looked like. And if anything within me that was actually within me didn't align with that, I pushed it away. I pushed it down. I didn't listen to it. I did. It's like, no, we're going here. And it's like, do you even want what you're, what you're doing right now? Do you even want this? And that was really the question that, that came front and center and really the, like one of the biggest turning points for this. And this is actually like a really, it's this is a really happy ending for this was my work with you. Cause when I first did my work with you, uh, we did an initial session on just kind of, you know, baseline stuff that happened through my life, et cetera. But we did a session on really forgiving my mom. And my mom was the parent that I'd had the most trouble with. And it was that session was like, I imagine if I went through an exorcism, it would have been similar. Like my whole body was convulsing and it, you could tell there was stuff lodged in my body. And actually, results not promised, but actually I messaged Penny two weeks after the session. And I was like, dude, you're not going to believe this, but I've lost 10 pounds. 
And because I remember two weeks, I didn't really notice, but then one day I was putting on pants that I normally wear a belt with and my belt was like three inches deeper than it normally is. And I was like, what the hell? Because, you know, you know, when you've lost weight before, like a pound a week is beautiful weight loss. That's real weight loss. Losing 10 pounds in two weeks is not, I was like, am I really dehydrated or something? So I weighed myself as 10 pounds less. And I, I was like, I don't think I'm dehydrated. Like I've been eating totally, nothing's changed. I've been eating totally normally. And I messaged Penny and I was like, you're not going to believe this, but since our session, I've, I've dropped this weight. That's never come back by the way. And Penny was like, yeah, it's always the people that are like you, you said, like when you release that emotion, you can release anything else. It's, it's kind of tied to, which sometimes can be weight. Right. And, yeah. and that was really cool. But the forgiveness of my mom's session What's really cool is like nothing changed immediately. Again, this is like 18 months ago, 18 months ish ago. Nothing changed immediately. There was no huge shift in our relationship. But what started to happen was any like my mom's still kind of in my life and I have a brother and stuff. So she's around, right? And every time she came up, I just sort of started to feel compassion for her. Like I was like, oh, look at you doing your best. You know, that trigger was gone, that anger was gone, that malice was gone, that like you know, fuck you, you did me wrong was gone. And I just sort of started to feel compassion the same way I could feel compassion for anybody I knew who was going through a hard time. She just happened to be, you know, my parent at the time. And actually recently we've had a couple of really cool conversations and it's just, it's not like, you know, I don't know if we'll ever be best friends, but it's more like, Hey, this is just someone really cool in my life. And I'm happy she's here now. And I care about her. And it's genuine where there just isn't that place anymore that's, you know, angry or righteous or et cetera. And especially with that realization that I really, you know, I really realized that I do want kids. I'm like, fuck, I hope like, I don't want to be judged that harshly, you know, like I'm going to make mistakes as a parent. Like I hope my kids have the grace to, you know, forgive me at some point in their lives. But so you have awareness now of how, of how it imprinted you. And, you know, oh, I'm, gl- I'm glad, huge. glad the internet died last week. <laughs> because this is just a beautiful expression and this was this was meant to happen this way. And I, I swear, forgiveness is the holy grail of internal peace. That's my mantra. It's, you know. And, it, and it, it's so, yeah, it's, it's, I wish there was a way, I wish there was a way that I, I, like, I don't think I'm eloquent enough to explain it properly, but as soon as I could put it into words where like, it's so much more than just thinking, oh, you know, I guess they did the best they could. Or I get like there, you'll know when you hit it, there's a cellular shift. And for me, a lot of this happens through conversations through with friends and maybe different stuff I listen to on podcasts or audiobooks. but, and you know what I'm, you know, obviously experiences like hypnosis can dramatically, dramatically, I don't want to say speed up, but sort of like they can dramatically shift you into a more effective mindset if you want a more peaceful life because it really it really rocks and alters your body and your and your whole mind body all of it and i'm sure there's tons of science behind this that you'd be more familiar with than me but it, it's really there is it, you can tell when it hits cuz it's a cellular shift and it's like a knowing where you're like oh this is always how it was I was just holding on to that other thing that I don't yeah. really need. It's amazing because we normalize so much. We put things out of our mind and we think that it's resolved. But what's happening is is your mind is always working to protect you from the unfairness and the hurts of the past. And that affects 
your brain's chemical state. And that's how we can end up in a place where we're either having chronic sleep issues, chronic discomfort, such as muscle tension, aches, and things like a little bit of weight gain, right? I, oh, I'm, yeah. never, I'm never surprised when I work with people who aren't intending to lose weight. And then they tell me, oh my gosh, I, I dropped this weight. I, you know, I worked with someone for confidence once and five sessions in, they had gotten rid of their walking stick. Their bilateral knee pain for which they were on disability on was gone. Ooh. And she had lost 10 pounds in five weeks without even trying, you know, just, you can't imagine the things that can happen. It really, truly all starts in our mind. Yeah. It's just insane. And, and it's really been like, like one of the coolest exercises that I went through was I did a week of uh, Joe Dispenza meditations. This was recently, like, like a month ago or something. Mm-hmm. So I did a week of every day. We did these 90 minute meditations and one of the things, if you haven't heard of Joe Dispenza, he does a lot, he's a doctor, does a lot, a lot of work with the mind-body connection and all this stuff, right? And um, one of the things he takes you through in the meditations is he does, you do a certain type of breath work where you activate your pineal gland, you do this certain type of breath work to begin with. And then he brings you into training your body. So he's like, I want you to feel appreciation. I want you to train your body to feel appreciation. Don't just think about shit you appreciate. I want you to train your body. How do you feel it? Like, what do you see when you're there? How do you feel it? And it was honestly like when I, when I started doing those, I was like, holy crap, I don't go into this often enough where I really feel it. Like my whole body embodies it. Right. And it's so funny because I spent a while like much longer than my entrepreneur, much longer than two years, how long I've been an entrepreneur, but a while doing so much stuff to be good enough, you know, doing so much stuff, trying to check the boxes and date the right guy and blah, blah, blah. And then I realized when I slowed down, started meditating more, started tuning in more that when in those moments where I was quiet, in those moments where I just got to know myself, in those moments where I let myself just express emotion and not necessarily being productive in the, you know, do shit sense. But I realized I was finally doing something when I just let myself settle. And it's That's scary. Amazing. It's scary as fuck. I know I'm making it sound peaceful. It's scary as fuck at first, because again, I, I don't think most of us even know ourselves let alone like ourselves. So you really are like going on this, you're, you're, you're going into this, like, all right, this is a lifelong relationship and I'm here for the long haul and I want to get to know you. And then you encounter these parts where you've been so shitty to yourself or maybe shitty to other people, like hurt people, hurt people. Right. And it's really, really tough to navigate sometimes, but Holy shit it's worth it. It's, it's real. And again, I'm, I feel like I am in like the beginning of the beginning of the beginning with this in terms of really operating in a more aligned sense or enlightened, whatever word you want to use. Right. But more of a aligned sense, but it's, it's, it's intense. And I just, I love the fact that you're still in my life and this is the type of work that you do and the type of work you help people with. And now like today, you know, I make six figures patsing around my house during the day when my clients call me, it's one of the best time. Like, oh, what's up? Like, hey, like they're my favorite people. 
helping them with stuff I know how to do. I don't have any anxiety around it. I, I swim or I run or I do something fun every morning. I make, I can leave at the drop of the hat. I make my own schedule and it's totally, totally possible. Yeah. I think, I think the current definition of success is the high achievers addiction. Totally. This whole hustle, hustle mentality that the, you have to keep doing, doing, doing. All that is, is numbing yourself away from having to sit and be okay with who you are. Which pretty much sums up this whole call. You know? I, I mean, totally. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, <laughs> I, and I get why, mo- I, I don't want to say most people, I hate those general terms, but I get why someone wouldn't do this. I would hundred, it's hard. It's hard and it's, it's life altering and it really, really rocks you. So I totally get why somebody wouldn't do this. And, and that's, and that's, that's you do you. Right. But if like, what I realized is I was, I think if you look at people, I've never met anyone who I wanted their whole life, but I would look at people and I'd be like, man, like this guy just has it figured out with relation with his relationship or this girl just has it figured out with finances. And I would look at them sometimes. These are usually, you know, friends or friends of friends. And I'd be like, what am I missing? Like, I know I'm smart. I know I'm capable. I know I have potential. What am I missing that I don't have that yet? Or I, I want, I, you know, I have it, but I want it to be better. And I think if you have that, whatever it looks like for me, that's what it looks like. Is there was this constant sort of pull or this wondering of like, what? I know I can have that. Like, I know it's possible. Like, what am I missing? And it might for you, it might, you know, whatever it looks like. But if there is this pull in you where you see a different quality of life, you see someone who operates in a certain way, and you're kind of like, huh, how do they do that? Like, there's this pull there then it might be worth exploring because that's probably an indicator that you you can do this and you can have it if you want it but you you know you do have to go through the journey of doing whatever it is you need to go through to get to the point where you're aligned with it and you are the person who yeah. does that now you have to learn to surrender and oh God, it's so you know hard. Hard, hard is a choice that's hard is a choice. It's a word that many people would use to describe it. Basically, it's unlearning. It's an unlearning. And, and that's it's unfamiliar. And that's what makes it feel hard. It, it's and you're right, it's unlearning. And to be honest, I think TV has really fucked us up. Here's my issue with TV, okay? And media in general is I think they have portrayed this like perfect family, perfect life type of picture. And it's like, we sort of think that there is this magical third, or at least I kind of thought for a hot minute, there is this magical third option where things just work out. And, you know, somebody saves you or the deal goes through or whatever. And it just kind of happens. And for sure, maybe that happens sometimes. But what I realized And this was like really freeing to me and and we could use a different word than hard. But what I realized is like, it's really for me, uh, it was really time to pick my hard. Okay. Having a great relationship is hard. Being single and happy is hard. Pick your hard, you know, being broke is hard. Managing money is hard. Pick your hard. And it kind of made me realize, oh, there's no, like, I don't want to, like, maybe there's, I don't know if there's no, I don't know everything there's no, but I don't want (laughs) to count on some magical third option where everything just works. And when I started questioning why I thought 
that maybe somebody would come in and save me or this would just work out. It was, it was like, well, I've seen it. It kind of came down to like, well, I've kind of been seeing that on TV. I've kind of seen that in the movie. I've kind of seen that. <laughs> that was the only place I'd ever seen it ever, 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 you know, like ever, ever. And I was like, I think TV fucked us up, you know, but that was really freeing to me. Cause I was like, look, there's going to be work, pick your work. There's going to, you're going to do something, pick your something. Yeah. Be empowered by your choice. Exactly. Like, and my definition of success now is being happy with the outcome of your choices, being happy with the outcome of my choices. Cause I, that indicates I'm making choices and I'm happy with, I'm happy with the choices I'm making because we're always making a choice always. Yes, ma'am. And no choice is a choice. Totally. And that was one of the, that was one of the coolest things, honestly, when I was going through this, my therapist really helped me with that is, you know, I would say to her, fuck, I just get like, my mind goes a thousand miles a minute and I get overwhelmed and I get kind of paralyzed. And then I, I'm so mad at myself because I didn't do anything. And she's like, look, one of the first things I want you to do is just own the fact that it's cool that you need to take a break sometimes. So if you're chilling, if you're watching movies, if you're on your phone, own the fact that you chose to do that. And that's okay own the mm-hmm. fact that you, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I, I'm making a choice to do this. I'm making a choice. Nobody's, it's not anybody's fault and it's not some extreme happenstance and life isn't happening to me. I'm making a choice around this and it's really empowering, super empowering. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to let you leave everyone with just like one takeaway one bit of advice and let people know where they can find you if you still have social media following and um, because those of you have stuck with us this entire episode I appreciate you because this has been nothing but slam full of gold nuggets and um, but we have to wrap it up at some point maybe Ella will come back another day and we'll talk about something (laughs) different (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So on Instagram, I'm at ella.j.bay. That's probably the best place to reach me, reach me on social. I also hang out on Clubhouse quite a bit. So Ella J. May on Clubhouse. I'm a big fan of the audio social experience. So that's great places to reach me on social. When it comes to some kind of takeaway, I mean, I feel like there was a few here. I would say probably the, the biggest thing that impacted me over the last little bit was I realized I had to get to know myself. Once I got to know myself, I realized I needed to forgive myself. Once I forgave myself, I genuinely started to like myself. And then I understood how you could love yourself. So if you're in a hard spot, just maybe just start getting to know yourself. Absolutely. Thank you so much uh, for, Thank you for scheduling. Me. I'm so excited um, that we had a glitch last week because this <laughs> is just... This has flowed in a way that uh, is. we had some great discussion last week, but I think this went exactly where it needed to go. And everyone out there, we will. I will uh, make sure that they put the link to the National Suicide Crisis Hotline in the show notes. If you're doubting whether or not you're just having thoughts or there's something you need more help with, if you have any question at all about what you're thinking, just reach out and get help, uh, period, in the discussion friends, professionals, whatever, you are not alone. And we have to stop normalizing this on the inside and putting this big face out on the outside because this pandemic has impacted 
everyone in all aspects of their lives, whether we care to admit it or not. So anyway, I will see all of you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening today. If you've enjoyed this episode of Design Your Destiny, I would appreciate it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a positive review. When you leave a positive review, it's like podcast currency, and we can increase our reach and get the message to even more people that they, just like you, have the ability to design their destiny. And remember, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.